it. What's up, everybody? Happy Halloween. Welcome to episode number 52 of the Tattoo Weekly with uh, Jake Meeks of the Fireside Tattoo Network, Gabe Ripley of Tattoo Now, and myself of Reinventing the Tattoo. We're happy to have you guys here. We're all together for the first time in a couple of weeks. So today we'll cover a lot of where we've been and a little bit of a recap. Um, also, some other interesting things that are happening around the United States. Um, besides shows like this, if you guys are tuning in, we have a lot of stuff coming up throughout the week. Uh, Mondays are pretty hopping on reinventing. So we start the day off early with Drawing for Tattooers, led by James Wisdom. If you missed that, uh, just head over to our Reinventing the Tattoo YouTube channel to watch the episode. There's a lot of really great content happening. Uh, later this evening at 5 p.m. is Robbie Rapole's uh, Feelings. So that is a a cool episode to join in. You guys can join the Zoom link through uh, our calendar on reinventingthetattoo.com if you'd like to join in on those conversations. Later on in the evening is the Evolution class led by Sandy McAndrew, and um, that's been going on. It's a weekly uh, class with tattooers of all skill sets that yeah. join and uh, review the canon. More information on that canon, reinventingthetattoo.com. Yeah. Other than that, um, Tomorrow morning, we'll see you bright and early at 10 a.m. with Ricardo Sturdemont uh, for his Reinventing Drawing Group. Wednesdays, if you're interested in our business roundtable that's been going on for several months, uh, Tattoo Now is led. Gabe and I can talk about that uh, today if you'd like. But those are always uh, Wednesdays at noon, followed by Tattoo Collecting 101 Thursdays at 6, and Jason Leeser's Skill Building Sundays at 1 p.m. Uh, yeah, otherwise, I'm happy to get things kicked off. I'm excited to hear from Jake as to where he's been, uh, how Richmond went, and all the sorts. All so what's right. up, everybody? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Sorry, I missed you guys last week. Did anything <laughs> cool happen? Yes, actually. I'll go ahead and roll Good. our clip and then we can talk about the cool stuff that we've let's do it. Been into our intro. We're never going to update that uh, trailer. We, we can just resign so. ourselves to that. Lauren, I think your uh, I think your uh, audio is off, Lauren. Oh, well, I was saying is it was cool to see uh, Gabe last week and work the things that we're doing right now, but like in action at that Northeast Needle Jig meetup. That was really cool, Gabe. Yeah, that was fun. I mean, uh, Jiminy Peak is always uh, yeah. I mean, it's just a great place. And uh, yeah, no, it was fun. It was a, a, a ton of people that I was kind of surprised for, uh, you know, an event that, you know, like three, four months, maybe. And uh, yeah, no, it was fun. It was awesome. I do have, uh, you know, some of the, we have it all virtually, so we can uh, go to the, uh, still get a chance to, to check all the replays and stuff. It was cool. Yeah, yeah Jake, I actually really wish you would have made it out. There's some super interesting topics discussed. I wish I would have too. It was just uh, we had that conflict with the with the Richmond show, but I was surprised. I talked to Gabe 
on the phone on Friday was surprised at the turnout because I really didn't think that it was meant to be a, a huge event. Uh, like you said, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't well, advertised. I'm not as it was huge. But, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Or I, I, I really thought it was a something super tiny, but you said that there were like 40 or 50 people there. Yeah, you thought? Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, uh, the, uh, the seminar room was all filled up, you know, I wouldn't want to yeah. put too many more people in there, frankly. And uh, yeah, it was cool. And uh, everyone, this is one of those like the worldwide conference where everyone took the same classes. Mm. So with a smaller group like that, it was it was great because even though it was you know uh, you know it was a lot of people for for some of their seminar teachers, and um, but it was all the great it was all the right crew right like so they're all pretty vetted you know Mark Mark uh, still vets everybody at Needlejig you know there's a couple other suppliers that you know are still like independently owned by tattooers. Uh, but like they still vet everybody and whatnot. So, and, and Jimmy Peaks in the middle of nowhere. So by the time you get out there and, and you know, it, you know, there's usually not very many assholes. So it was, it was, yeah, it was a shit ton of fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that it was a perfect size because literally there was a, a really good mix between there was several apprentice levels. There were several very experienced tattooers. So it was like a, a nice mix, but everybody was able to ask their questions. It wasn't like it was overwhelming. Um, yeah. I was pretty happy with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. Did you use just a single room there? Or did you use kind of like you did for for Paradise? Did you did you have multiple? Uh, did you have to set up we a lot two, of we had, we had two. We used two, two rooms. rooms. Yeah. So there was one seminar room, and then the other one on the other side uh, was kind of the where people set up and whatnot. And also, Mark also uh, made sure that there was uh, uh, speed networking uh, events, that's so cool. that everyone was uh, meeting everyone else, which was. Uh, pretty fun you know there's definitely a couple of people that were like really i'm not you know not doing trust falls but i guess i'll do a, a networking thing but you know by the end of it everyone's like got new friends and you know it was uh yeah no no it, it, that was fun and i would never i, I appreciate co-producing events with people because i'd never in a million fucking years would have that kind of stuff i mean i guess we do kind of but I, people make that happen by themselves uh my events typically but um yeah, so, so Mark uh, made sure that everyone, you know, was 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 talking to each other and networking. Guy does a similar thing too, mm-hmm. um, but uh, yeah, no, that was that was uh, uh, yeah, yeah, all cool people. It was uh, two days, so some people came in Monday. I'm still actually laughing, like I'm laughing pretty hard in my head right now thinking about it. But there was a, I was really happy to meet a few new people I've never met. And Allie, she goes by Fast underscore Allie on Instagram. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, God, I, she I, was so cool, and she yeah. has some of the best work I've ever seen. She has um, uh, she has a piece from uh, Philip Lou, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I met her in. Um, I've actually talked to her a few times over the years on Instagram, but I met her in Venice. Uh, oh, okay. She, yeah, she was there painting, and um, her partner, boyfriend, husband—I don't know what what uh, yeah. is um, like has a bodysuit from a very from impressive Philip. one to say yeah. the least. Yeah. They they uh, both were awesome, really cool man. and the content she yeah. covered, she did it so she was so thorough with her presentation. I was just really excited to see that she has the first of all the the artwork on herself, but second of all, she really cares about her clients. Yeah, yeah, and then that's right. She's doing cosmetic tattooing, like mm-hmm. uh, like uh, needle uh, nipple reconstruction or nipple tattooing. Yeah, she wasn't doing that whenever I met her originally. I we didn't talk about that. I want to say she was on. Fires, I think we had her on the show, or maybe I just talked to her long enough there that I feel like she was on the show. Uh, but okay. uh, yeah, she was awesome. I really liked her. That's cool. That was at the uh, Venetian tattoo gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, with that ballroom. Holy schmoly. Yeah. So she was painting. Uh, do you remember her yeah. from that event? Yeah, yeah she of was course. painting yeah, yeah. at the uh, 
I'm sure. Yeah, you probably knew her. That that's where I, think I she was at the very first uh, tattoo gathering, if not some of the very first. So for her, it was amazing to kind of go from, you know, go into a lot of these events to to now having uh, you know really awesome contributions. You know, and again, her to to, to Lawrence's point, like you know, she had taken enough seminars so that by the time she presented it. You know, it was tight. It was good. Yep. It was very well put together and organized. I was just like uh, excited that she was so passionate about presenting and um, she made sure that everybody was on the same page. Um, some interactive stuff that she prepared. So if you guys missed that, you can still catch it virtually. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a, it's a, uh, if you go to the virtual tattoo conventions.com or to needlejig.com, they'll have links. Uh, speaking of her husband, uh, Jake. You know, it's really funny because Jason had uh, remembered who he was based on his tattoo. He was yeah. in London, I think, 2017 or 18, and he had seen him just walking around, and he remembered mm. the tattoo so much that, like, it was just a really cool moment when they realized they had both been in the same place, before. which will probably never happen again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's such a um, – uh, I don't remember if I saw – his in person. I don't remember if he was in, in Venice. I did see uh, Allie's work, oh, okay. but I, I think maybe she just showed me photos of him. And then now I follow her on Instagram. So I see, I've, mm -hmm. I've seen his work on her Instagram before. So uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's incredible. You don't get to see that very often. It was pretty cool too with the, just listening to hear people when they change their viewpoint, when they start working with uh, all sorts, you know, breast cancer survivors and all sorts of stuff, uh, traumatic injuries. But she's mm -hmm. so happy to do that for her clients. But yet she also has her artistic. She'll take a you know a day or two a week for that. But she's still really into doing her own thing with tattooing. So I like to see, you know, passion projects like that. Yeah, definitely. Well, who else? Uh, who who were some of the other presenters? Oh well, first of all, you know Renee Little. Oh yeah. Uh, so and then there was Tara who Tara Quinn who was on recently. Uh -huh. I really liked the way she presented. Um, she brought like a a mock client up and kind of went through her consultation process nice. with kind of discovering what it was like to bring details out about like you know for her pet portraits. So mm -hmm. that was really cool. Yeah, I'm firing uh, firing up a little bit of it here. Nice, Ooh, a little sneak peek. Yeah, she's really cool. I enjoyed Tara a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. Um, this is a really yes. smooth thing. Besides Tara, uh, Frank DeMeo was there. That was really cool. He did a cover-up seminar. Okay. Actually, Frank DeMeo is a very interesting character. Uh, I really enjoyed him. He helped uh, cook breakfast for everybody on, on Tuesday. Oh, nice. I, uh, I know that name, but I don't think I've ever met him. Yep. Out of Connecticut. Uh, another great presentation was Aaron Williams, which is right at the top. So are you familiar with TATCOM, Jake? Uh, don't know if I am. Oh my gosh, you probably should ask him to go on Fireside if you'd like uh, information at all. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. information. Uh, oh my gosh, like uh, he's a total nerd, just like gay. Oh, uh, yeah, he's like the ahead. wicked nerd. Wicked, okay, I, I'm a nerd. It. I'm yeah. a geek. He's a, he's in yeah, the you're a geek. He's a nerd. Um, that that's a good <laughs> thing to say. But he was going through some of the things, and he was telling me. Uh, just where his imagination flows. And when he wants to find something out, he'll put things together uh, like that. Yeah, I have. Um, Make it happen. You know where I've heard of him? Carson Hill told me yes. about him. He has a, um, uh, some, he was talking about some type of a pad or something that he had where you could like run a, a tattoo machine against a pad, not with needles. Maybe he had um, some type of a blunt 
cartridge that would that would measure torque resistance a lot of different like uh machine variables and things like that uh, that i had never heard of before so i think yeah i would love for you to really pick his brain um i'm actually yeah. talking to him later today but one of the things that he did for example and i could be saying it wrong we should actually invite him to be on the show to talk about it but he had taken mm -hmm. a very strong like powerful telescope and so he kind of took it apart and created a sort of camera that could record very 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 slowly uh how and he also created a like a silicone type style uh, synthetic skin and recorded a needle lining do, 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 do. Oh, interesting. It's some of the most oh. amazing content i had I'd seen but he was really it was really opening everybody's brains up because remember your episode on the suction of the ink into the skin mm -hmm. that's exactly what you see but it's so different because you're looking at it completely macro you're you're seeing exactly mm. what happens but not only does the skin suction like with each line that goes in, you can see exactly what happens, like when the skin re, uh, you know, kind of like yeah. re-trampolines down and how it affects previous uh, punctures. Super oh, interesting. Really cool. Um, yeah, that's definitely someone I should should. Yeah, one of the to. things he also said that I think is worth sharing is that like, um, you know, a lot of times you'll talk about the generational gaps being either positive or negative. But in this case, uh, like the speed versus voltage, uh, for people really understanding what that is, it's a generational gap. And so mm. he's kind of put the put the time in to understand the why, and it's kind of bringing, uh, bringing things to the future with that type of technology. Oh, yeah, interesting. Yeah, he would, that'd be someone that I would, that I would love to talk to. I had a similar conversation just in passing in Richmond with Joshua Bowers. Uh, oh, okay. We were talking, we were talking about, and I'd never met him before. I've seen him at shows. I've just never stopped to introduce myself. And um, so I was talking to him and we, he was making some of the same points that we've, that we've heard people make on our show before, whether it's Sean Bellina or Carson Hill, but he had a little bit of a different take on it on how the on how the vacuum actually happens and the importance of actually the the not only hitting the skin but the skin stretching to form a uh a more of an oval uh, than just a direct puncture so that you can actually get enough air into the hole that you've punctured to create the vacuum and uh, and he talked about the you know the motion of the machine uh in order to make that happen and we didn't do it on a podcast we just did it sit there sit in it oh man <laughs> it is weird I, it is weird that that happens in the elasticity yeah. of the skin like with the second like if you have the first puncture mm -hmm. it, it like goes like say this much if you can see mm -hmm. the second puncture the elasticity of the skin brings it down so that that uh, previous puncture the ink even goes further mm. like this much further down so it's all relatable it's it's cool yeah. that you can um that other tattooers are having these ideas because it's mm -hmm. you know scientifically it's facts Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting. And it's funny that the, the, the conversations are hap happening all over the place now. Those types of conversations are happening all over the place now. And people are taking the same information, like visualizing it slightly differently and drawing different conclusions, you know, what's, you know, kind of what's important. And I, uh, it's funny, the day after I got back from Richmond, I was thinking about what Joshua Bowers was saying, and I was playing, like trying to get into his mindset, and I was playing with uh, the angle uh, of the of the machine and, and coming in at some very, very extreme angles, uh, working on, um, shoot, what was I working on? 
I can't remember the tattoo now, but whatever it was, I was coming in at some really, uh, mm. some really extreme angles and getting really great saturation. And it made me think uh, of like how I've always done that on like really spongy areas like rib cages or this back spongy area of the arm that it's difficult to get uh, penetration. And so I'll end up coming in almost at like straight on with the skin to, uh, mm. to get better saturation and, and thinking of Joshua Bauer's logic as uh, that was that that's kind of similar to what Mark was saying, and I can't pinpoint exactly what he was saying, but that was some of the questions because in a situation like that, when you've got 40 tattooers, some new, some very experienced, you're going to have all sorts of brainstorming going on with that. Mark was particularly intrigued, I'll say, because he's, uh, you know, that's what he does. And I was particularly intrigued thinking about what are those absorption rates? Are they measurable? Yeah, you know, everybody yeah. has their own take on this. Um, but Sean, he's watching. He says, great info. Where can I follow TACOM? Instagram at TACCOM. Otherwise, I think Aaron Williams would be like Mad Scientist 854 or something like that. Aaron but yeah, those those nerdy it's probably T-A-T-T-C-O-M too. Yeah, two T's. T-A-T-T-C-O-M, I believe. Okay. Make the same notes myself. Thanks for the question. Yep, and his partner is just as smart too. And the nice part about it is that that type of innovation is hands-on. It's not like they outsource a lot of stuff. Right, Yeah. No, they're they're in there programming the zeros and the ones like they're like yeah. fucking way in there. Yeah, yeah and that's what cool. the industry needs. It doesn't need more uh, more copycats. We really really need innovation because we're at a point with technology that this type of stuff is. I mean, yeah, the best mind may the best mind win. Um, right. right. Yeah, it's cool. It's not just a power Speaking. spot. Speaking of some of this technology, and I'll I'll talk more about it once I use it. But uh, I was. Uh, mailed a, a new tattoo machine that I haven't used yet. I just got it on Friday. Uh, and I basically opened it and, and left town for the, for the boat, but it, um, I can't even think of the name of it right now, but it's, it came in the most like advanced looking packaging. It looks like it came from Apple and, uh, but it comes in a, um, uh, it, it comes in a case. You guys may know it whenever I say it to tell you this part, there, it comes in a case of a big white kind of case that, um, uh, uses UV rays to sterilize the machine every time you close the case. Mm -hmm. That's uh, cool. I don't know. I haven't heard that one yet. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I haven't used it yet. The person uh, sent it out to me and asked, uh, they actually asked if I would just give feedback on it. Uh, so I, I, I don't know if I'll do an episode on it. If it's interesting enough, I will, <laughs> but I don't know if I'll do an episode on it or just give them feedback, but it uh, I'll, I'll talk more about it. I'm going to use it tomorrow. I have a sleeve to line tomorrow. So I'm going to try to use it for that, but it's, it looks like the rest of them, you know, it looks like the new or the new Cheyenne or FK that has like the, the built-in battery packs that you kind of like, it's all touchscreen. It works on an, off an app on your phone. It even came with like a phone holder, like a little, like <laughs> this crazy <laughs> little fold, fold out kind of like uh, uh phone stand, you know, so that you can, keep up with it that part really could not interest me any less like i don't have any interest <laughs> in like i don't even want to see my phone when i'm tattooing much less like have to touch it or anything so mm. but, but for a lot of people i know they're really into that and they probably have it for the controls for the machine or right yeah it's a, it's all the kind of controls for the machine i think I'd it becomes a big routine too like um you know yeah. it just sucks that your phone is everything it'd be cool if it was just like a little device that you could control rather than getting sidetracked with all the other you can't control it it, yeah. but you can you could actually take your mail off you could set your uh, notifications to silence mm -hmm. uh, you know i actually took off the yeah. email from my phone because it's on my ipad but i took off my phone you know i took yeah. off uh you can take a lot of stuff you, you could actually craft your mobile device to do it is a tool for you to make 
mm-hmm. use of, not for you know you to just be beholden to all the fucking and, notifications and shit. And <laughs> and whenever I whenever I do set this thing up and, and try it, which I will do that, I'll use the phone just so that I'm using all the functionality that they recommend. I'll I'll put it in airplane mode, turn all the stuff off, and make sure yeah. that I don't get any yeah, notifications. That's, that's the that's the thing that I can't uh, that I can't handle whenever I'm working is hearing any chime or I have one my no. wife is the only one that can come through. So she has a, a an override where if she calls it will yeah. run through no matter what. Uh-huh. Uh and that that's intentional you know just in case there's you know and, and she doesn't abuse that. So uh, the the other but, thing I'm curious about with a lot of these things, like how important is the software? Like, I don't know how proprietary right. it is, but like, what are the variations in software? Like, I'm just not familiar with it. Like, mm-hmm. say when I look at Aaron and Tatcom, I look at like nerd, like he's taking it to the absolute extreme. Every single thing is thought out, but like, what are the variations in the other software? Is it's pretty consistent? Are I there don't know. pros and cons? Yeah, I don't know. It'd be that's a good question. I, I'd I'd love to find out. I'll I know several uh, ink machines. They're uh, they're Scorpion and their, their new one called Cobra. Both use um, uh, both use apps. apps on your phone. Uh, this this new one, and I'm, I apologize. I should at least. So they're like re- they're redoing thing, apps, or they're writing them themselves, or what's going I, on I, with that? I really don't know. I haven't used any of them, but I at least need to tell you guys I'm what curious, this thing is you know? called. So it's, I hate to. This guy sent me this machine, and I'm acting like I'm, it's not worth me looking to see who who he is, <laughs> and it is because I do appreciate them them sending it out. But while you're you. looking, uh, Dan asked, "How do we get to the virtual needle jig seminars?" Again, that's needlejig.com or virtualtattooconventions.com. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this this have, machine. Uh, uh, this machine is called AI Tinnitus. T e n i t a s. AI Tinnitus. Um, and uh, I like I said, I'd never heard of it before. It's it's really fancy. The packaging is super fancy. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you guys want to want to look look that up, I guess I could do my own screen share and look it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you know. I do have a uh, an app to uh, to show off a little bit too. Alex Depache sent me uh, his new app that he's been uh, updating a bit. So, oh, uh, is it the Palette app or yeah, or yeah, yeah? It's part yeah. of it. Yes, but it's it's a little bit more than that now. It's uh, it's got other tools. What's it called? Uh, Ink Squad, Ink Squad Artist is what it's called. I don't know if you can see okay. this, but um, you can kind of get in here and yeah. So this is and again, I I, I kind of suck at it, right? Because I don't ever do this shit but like you could you know move the markers around it figures out the color palettes oh uh, okay so you could, you could your, match your photo uh, reference yeah interesting um, give, it'll give you like the matrix of this stuff to fuck around with with your final colors and it's got a stencil uh yeah i mean Obviously, that's me doing uh, stencils. <laughs> not not so good, but you know, you can get in here and draw. It's got all the full stencil tools, so you make your drawing of the stencil. You've got your inks. I actually did think for a second that I'm like, wow, maybe even I could do something that's realistic like that. But then uh, I realized that yeah, you do need to actually still have ability. It's not quite just paint and poke by numbers. <laughs> but if yeah. uh, artists are hammering through that, it's an uh, Ink Squad uh, artist, and it's only for the iPads. Okay. But uh, also the, the euros in our favor too. So if you're in America, so yeah, I've noticed like that. 10 bucks. Nice. Another thing I was going to say, this is a little, if you guys are ready to move on to a new topic. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, you know, uh, obviously I like history, tattoo history myself, but I saw online recently that Mike 
Rero Art got to take a quest to see Apo Wanda. So let's see what how that was like, because I think it's really awesome. Okay. And you're familiar with her, the oldest living tattoo artist in the world. This is in the Philippines. because i didn't cool, know yeah. that, that was happening yeah oh just some amazing photos and stuff she's just wow yeah, yeah. a mythical being hmm. does she say how long she's been tattooing uh, let's see what it is uh i don't know exactly if anyone watching does i'm sure we could find out well, have you ever been to the philippines uh gabe or jake I have not. Nope. Have you? Nope. Wow. No, I will comment. That's some great uh, uh, Instagram curating. If you go back up, scroll back up with that pattern there. That's nice, Brandon. There we go. That looks cool. That's different, mm -hmm. right? Getting the mountains patterns in the middle, photos on the side, updating by threes. Yeah. Pretty cool. Yeah, it sounds like a, a tattoo weekly trip should uh, do one live from the Philippines. Actually, you see this right here, Lars. That's how I first learned about know. her. We interviewed Lars uh, mm -hmm. for the Paradise BYOB, which is pretty fantastic. I don't know how you did that, Gabe. You know, I uh, had a little bit of time to put it together. You know, that was cool. Uh, I, I was, you know, it's one of the things I noted on the brainstorming meeting at the at the last one was that we didn't do the history programming. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I love doing that. I think that. Um, that's still available, Probably. isn't it? Yep. That one's available too. Yep. Yep. I'll that panel was reinventing. That was one of the heavy hitting panels I had uh luckily got to kind of be in the back end for or the front end, but you know, if we yeah. go and we should make a, a couple rounds of clips and then hit that one out, you know, hit some hit one or two of those up for the public. Oh yeah. And yeah. uh they'd be happy, you know, like th that crew would be, I think we could get them on for another panel. Again, I want to properly promote the last one before uh, asking them to come on again, but um yeah, <laughs> yeah. Th all those history you know folks you know there's a well i got another event that's happening in new mexico and uh i think they're going to start announcing it today um but there's another professor there that's uh another tattoo professor the, the tattoo professors are pretty cool they're fun it's like the, the the academia of uh the tattoo yes. world because yeah. they are like the you know they're definitely still feeling the heat of the you know the stigma you know it's like everywhere in like the real real world almost everywhere in the real world People like, oh, tattoos, cool. What do you got? You know, in academia, it is still a little bit like you want to study tattoo. Mm -hmm. Is that a real academic spot to study? We, we ran they into that. We ran into that when we were doing the the science and physics tattoo science series. Um, Sean Bellina, who helped with that, lives in in Huntsville and knows a lot of uh, 
people from both NASA and Department of Defense and all the stuff that's all the tech stuff that's down there. And we couldn't get any like any like NASA experts, fluid dynamics people, rocket scientists, like whenever we tried to whenever mm -hmm. he reached out to them to say, like, hey, would you want to come in and participate in this series? Every one of them were like, why would I do that? That's silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, tattooing is good. It's a magic space, right? I'm not going to say, well, who knows? Maybe it's my uh, well, my charm too. Who knows? But uh, my guess <laughs> yeah. is that, uh, you know, the, the, they do appreciate the ability to talk to the tattoo audience more so than maybe and some of the other. The very know, interesting you know. thing is they, they don't ap only appreciate it. They like, they want that because some of the, the mentality of the why a tattooer would understand. And they expressed that when I spoke to them that um, there are certain things that they might not think about when they're when they're studying these tools and stuff like that. For example, Aaron, uh, what's his last name, Gabe? Aaron Wolf, Dieter Wolf, Aaron Dieter Wolf. Dieter Wolf. Oh yeah, he had a couple of times that he came on and that's what he was explaining. And he has a really cool page on Instagram where he connects with tattooers and he's doing a lot of these things himself. It's it's really cool. He's doing like the, using the right materials and tattooing himself um, hmm. to better understand it. But when he talks to tattooers, it's just a, uh, just a, it's history changing, really, you know, because those realizations and those questions that they ask really help them understand what's going on. Yeah. That original panel that was done at the and BYOB, is that a, uh, is that a, um, was that part of the main stage? Is that a free one or do you have to have the main stage pass to, to get that? Uh, I believe you have to have a pass. You know, I think that there was a couple of them that we wanted to uh, open up. Um, you know what? And now that we have some new tools, we actually might be able to clip it out and send people here a little bit. That would, yeah, that would be a cool like one. revisit. BYOB. Uh, yeah, for 120 bucks, the the lineup here is just fucking crazy, crazy. Yeah. Um, so the opening panel here's Lars. There's mm -hmm. the Outer Limits virtual tour, the Tattoo Weekly. Hey, with uh, <laughs> some guests, with guest Dan, nice. and then uh, let's talk tattoo with Mark from Needlejig and Amy. Uh, John Schwerk, the the photo, the guy that's studying the inks, who's been around the news lately. Uh -huh. uh, lettering exploration with Damon Tesh, Vapors of Morphine. Oh shit! Do we have the full. Uh... Man, I have so much footage of Vapors of Morphine, but my I, my the audio wasn't as good as the video. I wish I could <laughs> find a good way to use it. They were just so loud, you know. And I'm like running around with a you know with a camera in. The, oh, in if, the uh, I, I I can mix it in. I've got. Uh, I did do a. Uh, uh, oh, nice. YouTube.com, uh, Vapors of Morphine. They were so good. Tattoo. That's more yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm sure we'll pull it out. Tattoo artist comma. Oh, this is where I'm using some of their music. Ah, shit. Well, there is a, uh, there is a, a YouTube uh, uh, of, the, of one of the songs I did. I actually mixed in some of the fucking clouds and shit. It's pretty cool. Anyways, okay, so well, nice. uh, I guess we were just finding oh, all the stuff here. Yeah, South American yeah. Tattoo Convention. That was one in Spanish. Apprentice Advice, Podcasters Paradise, Biomechanical Traditional Mashup. Uh, yeah, I mean, this was like four days oh, yeah. of fucking craziness, huh? Yeah. Here we go. Tattoo Humanity's Longest humanity's longest Lasting Fad. Oh, okay. I, I am enrolled. <laughs> Maybe it'll uh, log me in here. I'd love to be able to show a clip of it because... Uh, <laughs> oh no no it's actually gonna ask me no no i'm sorry Back up. Uh, i might be able to pull it up yeah um, but speaking of history too be well we can go back to that but i'm gonna also pull up something cool um do you guys remember chris taylor obviously uh yeah, yeah, yeah. he puts mm -hmm. on the indie tattoo expo yeah he's going to be a part of an event on november 10th in indianapolis that's uh curated quite well and i will pull it up 
When you guys finish this, I've, I've got, I forget that I, I put together this morning a little uh, clip from Richmond that's pretty cool. I'll show, show oh, you guys that. Yeah. So this one's um, Indigenous Tattoo Practices with Stephanie Big Eagle. Um, yeah, she's local tattoo artist, author, and activist. She'll talk about the traditional Indigenous practice of hand poke tattooing and how both the practice of tattooing and the tattoo itself shape and reflect cultural identity. Mm. Huh. And that is November 3rd to 13th, but... Uh, Chris in particular will be going there on November 10th at 6.30, as you guys can see. So anyone watching in the Indianapolis or the Midwest area, um, you could probably shoot Chris a message on Instagram at Ink Therapy for more information there. And this is just in person? It's not an online? This is just in person, but I know that we could, you know, arrange some video if you're interested, I'm sure. Uh, but that would be a Chris question. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yeah. Um, let me see. I'm going to see if I can share this little video that I've put together. So I woke up at like four o'clock this morning and couldn't go back to sleep. So I grabbed some of the footage from uh, from Richmond. It just this one <laughs> night uh, where they did this, they did some pretty interesting things in Richmond that are different than most conventions. Uh, you know, they have the the tattoo glory hole where it's like you know free <laughs> tattoos. You get what you get. You just put your arm in the hole and get get what you get. And then they have um, you know they're the all the illustrators have these big four foot by four foot panels outside that they paint all three days mm -hmm. and then they're auctioned off for jesse's charity uh, so you get to watch these illustrators and painters work all weekend and there's a main there's a stage out there and food trucks and all that which is which is cool and then they did this thing called um a karaoke cage match oh my god my <laughs> face hurt so bad the next day laughing i mean if you want to talk about people who 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 go so hard at karaoke but cannot sing but like just go <laughs> hard they had so much fun let me see uh do i have to do it i don't share enough do i have to do a trick to share the audio or does it share sound uh, yeah you want to click the button yeah share sound there we go yeah got it oh right. i'm excited for this oh it's so good all right okay all right can you see it yes all yep. right <laughs> oh my god. Glad you woke up at 4 a.m. today. Is yeah, right. So, so that's it <laughs> but uh it was uh that's awesome it was, it was so good I, I i spent more time laughing than i did filming i have a lot more footage of the of the people who actually 
got up there and, and went hard, but uh, oh man, it was it was a blast. And so uh, yeah, so this morning I got up, got up and just clipped that little thing together. Awesome. <laughs> I think cool. uh, we have our dates coordinated next year so that we're doing the yeah. uh, the tattoo gathering the weekend before instead of uh, the same weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that sounds great. And I'm 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 excited about that. I uh, and I guess that's something uh, trying to do a full tattoo gathering that has to start getting planned like now, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Now well, I've got the poster ready. Uh, Marcus Leonard and, and Kai Heitland. Actually, Kai has been doing most of the editing. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. And, and I don't know if that's not going to quite be like fucking. I don't know if I'm going to ever do halls of tattooers necessarily again. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there'll be a lot of tattooing specifically for uh, you know uh, professional development purposes. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll probably do a run of you know there'll be some booths too. You know, but but again, I don't think it's going to be a uh, you know, I mean, I just don't have the resources to do a full-on fucking, you know, tattoo gathering like I had in the past before. Right. Um, right. But focus more on uh, on on seminars and, you know, the, the thing that I thought was so yes. great about the BYOB was just the opportunity for people to get together, set up around a table and paint. And um, it was funny, you would, I was in the seminar room most of the time in the BYOB and, and a lot of the seminars only had maybe 10, 15 people. And then you would go around to the main room and realize that like no one wanted to leave the table they were at where they were painting with people having a good time. And, you know, sure. the, so that, that I, I feel like I didn't like pull anyone that was there, but it seemed to me that that was the real value with the relationships that those people made yeah. that weekend. So for, for sure. I mean, it was, it was a lot of great tattoos that come out of it. Uh, but um yeah, you know, again, uh, being very particular about how, I, again, I'm not going to do the same thing, basically. I got a lot of cool ideas, and I think I may have alluded to some of them about, uh, you know, making the curriculum. You know, you know, and I had a tattoo convention plan that that had to get canceled back in the shit show years um, that had, had a lot of great ideas in it, too, right? So it's like, uh, you know, I'm going to take the best of, you know, all the different events that we've done see what you know and then there's already event like a lot you know back when we started the tattoo gathering it was like you know pretty pretty unique um now there's you know more events that are dedicated mm-hmm. to, to education and whatnot so uh you know i got to make sure that they you know do something different yeah you know for, yeah. for the next time so i'm pretty excited but, but you know like i said i've got the ideas um i do need to catch up though all of a sudden i'm like oh shit fucking time to mm-hmm. your point you know, well, i have already started it but it's time to fucking get going on it <laughs> That's the fun thing whenever sometimes it can be a little like uh, intimidating or scary when, you know, if you were the kind of the first or early on in doing something and then obviously other people kind of follow suit and they start to do the same thing and you're like, oh, shit, like now there's a lot more people doing what I'm doing. But uh, the my coach, Dan Sullivan, always says they can't copy the next thing. They can copy the last thing. They can't copy the next thing. I say something like that too. I just feel like I have like people or at least us, at least us three and many more have so many ideas that it's yeah. almost like uh, worthwhile to let some of them go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, mostly but, for me, it's when people are copying the successful shit. Right. And it, yeah, for me, I'm always like, they will always copy the last thing, but they can't copy the next thing mm-hmm. yep. unless their R&D department is exceptional, which is possible. <laughs> yeah, right. Or not their R&D, their opposition party. Right. What do you call it? Uh, you know. <laughs> I, don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, the, the one thing that I've uh, and of course, we've been kind of out of the loop. Fireside has for a little while, but there are so many other tattoo podcasts, interview shows that have picked up the slack and I'm happy to. I really, I really am happy to, to see that, but uh, 
I've been more interested lately. I think the thing that we'll do next, rather than trying to keep up with putting out uh, constant interviews and constant content and doing the same thing that we've done in years past, is trying to to produce things better, to focus a little more on the storytelling side of it, and make sure that like everything is uh, is is clean and nice and looks like it belongs on a big screen TV. You know, rather than just having uh, you know just regular interview shows like we've already done not that we'll not that we'll quit that stuff but i think that my attention will go more towards uh bigger projects that'll that'll be a lot more fun for me to take the time like getting up this morning at four o'clock and clipping that little thing mm -hmm. together i like i like to find the audio track and then try to make the clips line up to the changes in the audio and like uh you know and try sure. to figure out how the what transitions are cool and don't look silly or obvious you know uh uh, trying to make sure that the color balances from shot to shot. I, I just never knew anything about all that stuff for so for so many years. And now that I've got all this cool gear around me and I can do it, you know, I just like, I, that's, I want to spend some more time doing that kind of stuff. So It is a lot of fun, although editing uh, and, and to your point, like writing, producing, you know, filming, it's putting it all together. Tremendous amount of work. Yeah, Oof. yeah, yeah. We need, Hell, we need uh we have to we have to generate some revenue in order to to do that right. <laughs> yes, but still to make it sustainable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Lauren. Uh, nope, I didn't really have too much to say. I think now is kind of like a a downtime of the year in comparison to the rest of it. Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't know about you guys, but I I know that you have both quite a bit. But it's been a really busy year. Looking back, I mean, it started in February. Yeah. With the it, reinventing live event. It, it really has. It's been, and I'm finished uh, tattoo wise. I'm, I'm, I'm done this year. I've got, I have a trip to Toronto next week for my coaching for just oh, cool. coach. But other than that, my tattoo trips are, are finished and I've turned yep. down all of my normal conventions to start next year. Normally I would do, uh, I would be in Austin in, in January mm -hmm. and then, uh, and then space city and hell city and all of those. And, uh, and I haven't signed up to do any of those because I think I want to focus on, like I just said, doing more interesting projects. I actually spent a good bit of time talking with Dave Koenig in uh, Richmond, and I think we're going to go out to Omaha and follow him for a couple of days and do a documentary style piece about his wow. kind of crossover to the commercial side of art, you know, and some of his bigger kind of mural work that he's doing and uh and just kind of like he he's he's one of these guys that's that that his tattoo style has started to like seep out into the mainstream you know kind of uh commercial art world a little bit and it's cool to to see that happen especially with a guy who's just as like humble and genuine and you know as nothing about him comes off as someone that that you would think you know is doing like big time projects like painting you know exterior you know build exteriors of buildings and hospitals and big you know government buildings or any of that kind of stuff so um i, I want to focus on doing some trips more like that uh one thing and i'd be curious to know if um if anyone watching uh, has an idea on this i'd like to do a tour of really really well-run tattoo studios bigger ones oh yeah for sure sure and, and, and yeah and 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 like talk not only to you know the the owners of the studio but the artists and what they think makes that place special the clients and what they make that thing makes that sp uh, place special and maybe spend you know three four days at each place and get an idea of kind of the inner workings whatever they're whatever they'll allow us to you know to to get uh, but I think that would be a lot of fun I don't know maybe some other folks have done that um, we've done I mean we've gone to shops and done series at at a shop where we just hit all of the artists at the shop and have 
and do interviews with them, but it hasn't really been focused too much on what makes that shop some a destination place, you know? So. Yeah, well, we can do the whole, there's like the travel TV, you know, we watch, I watch the food, you know, channel over a dinner and uh, the diners dives and, you know, uh, there's definitely a spot to like land at the right spots and to you know to have a fun time at the right tattoo shops. Mm -hmm. um, the, I know. Have you guys seen the Vice series? Uh, their tattoo series. They did some yep. different types of work around. That was pretty I well have, produced. Yeah. yeah. It's an yeah. outsider looking in, I guess you could say. So you definitely have a different perspective and produce different content. You know, but mm -hmm. that is really yeah. like many movies. Yeah, yeah. We got some interesting comments on actually on this subject. Adam Ugly brings up a good point. And I, it's funny because although I'm talking about uh, enjoying the video production side of it, uh, I, I kind of agree with what he's saying here. He says, I kind of hate how tattooing is becoming a lot about video editing and posting on social media. And for these little like clips and reels, they're so well done now. And like, <laughs> you know, and it's just like, you yeah, know, the yeah. slow but pan and the ink dipping in the, or like the yeah. machine dipping in the water or whatever. I, I get what, what he's, what he's saying there. And I kind of get it, but it's the same. So I don't mean, it's the same thing as before. They're like, you can, you don't have to, like you could tattoo awesome people, give them a great experience, give them 10 business cards. Make sure your posters are out on the streets, email them. Like, you don't need to be a video editor. Like, sure. again, it's like all this, you know, the just because someone else is doing it and doing it really well doesn't mean that that's, that's how you do it. And again, tattooing is like you tattoo your clients, you do an awesome job on your clients. You know, you have to, you know, at a shop where there's no assholes or whatever, but like, you know, and then they come back with their friends and their family. It doesn't have to be more complicated. Can be. Some people dig it. You know, you like to do in videos. The other guy doesn't like to do the videos. So don't do the videos. Do something else. You don't yeah. have to. It's a definite do other form of expression, too. So um, pros or cons, like for me, you know, for you guys, as an, it's a, another form of art and it is cool to play with it, you know, but, yeah. you know, it depends on your motivation. Sometimes I get irritated, of course, when I see those videos that, it just for the gram or, you know, it's not for any sort of artistic expression. And, you know, also clients really do enjoy that. Um, yeah. That yeah, extra I, bit I, of attention to them is um, very memorable, depending on how tasteful it is and stuff, you know? Yeah, I, I don't, I, I, I enjoy like, like you were just saying, like I was saying earlier, I I'm, I'm learning to be an, an editor and I'm not a video editor at all, but I love the tools and the gear and all of that kind of stuff. And so, and I'm thinking of it more as long form content storytelling, uh, mm -hmm. I think. And, and I know exactly, I can picture the videos that Adam was talking about where it's, you know, the, the, the kind of slow pan and it happens to be like some tattooer who is who looks like a cover model or something like that is like striking and has like perfect lighting on their face. And then it pans down and you see like four seconds of the tattoo and the rest of it's all, you know, all them. Yes. <laughs> so I, I definitely get that. Um, uh, and then we've got uh, Rafael Lara says, uh, what do you think of these overseas tattoo machines uh, are getting better every time they're filling the void that this tattoo machines from here they're filling the void that this tattoo machines from here that would only sell to professional tattoo artists. I think there's a little bit of a mistype there. Overseas tattoo machines that are getting better every time. I don't know that I know what, uh, I mean, there are a lot of, you know, over, I mean, Cheyenne kind of invented the, you know, the cartridge pin style machine. So they, a lot of, a lot of the I don't know, there's some cool American technology. The... Like we were just hanging out with Ray from Neotat, the first linear tattoo machine. And oh, he's yeah. got some cool stuff. Obviously, Carson Hill is banging. He's got some cool yeah. stuff. But there are, you know, even Vlad Vlad overseas and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Like it's there when we're here, it's like you have this whole bubble of technology and it's kind of circulating. But these bubbles are around the world. So it is pretty mm -hmm. interesting to see some of that technology come 
and the, the but, materials, you know. I wonder if they're like meaning overseas, not meaning like, you know, the craft machines out of Europe, but meaning. Maybe. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they mean the, the cheap kind of. You'd uh, have to be, you'd have to be more, you're talking are, to some worldly people here. So we love how, you know, there's a lot of awesome quality overseas machine I, builders. So if you're I, looking for specifics, you got to let us know. <laughs> yeah, I think you're, I think you're probably right, Gabe. I think we're probably talking more about Amazon machines, things like that, like that are oh, okay. complete knockoffs. That's, that's my guess. Uh, there's always been scratchers. I don't know. It's a different game, right? I mean, mm -hmm. You know, and at some point, if those tools get to be as good, I, what are you going to do? I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. again, you can always copy the last thing. You can't copy the next thing. Mm -hmm. Right. That's why I was so intrigued by Aaron's uh, presentation and things that he was. It's it's not like copying. It's like asking questions because you really want that answer. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. just uh, for nothing. He gets into it too. Aaron does. Aaron wants to like he like want that actual fucking data, and then he wants those precision instruments to actually be you know in tune throughout the course of the whole thing. Yeah. It's, it's pretty fun. Am yeah. I actually? I can pull up one of his little videos I shared with one of my other nerdy friends, real quick. Right. Raphael did just clarify right Amazon machine. So yeah, I, okay. I, they yeah. yeah. I mean, um, I mean, you could poke holes, hand poke, right? I mean, it's not like, you know, you use the best machine for the, for what you can do. And, you know, it's always great to support real people, you know, you know, support real people when you can. Yeah. Yep. I agree. But yeah. At some point they are going to be surgeon ro ro robots that are going to be able to poke the needles. They're going to change the needles to whatever the perfect arrangement is going to be given mm -hmm. the fact that they've studied, you know, 3.6 million, you know, other yeah. tattoo operation procedures uh, so that, right. you know, they're not going to be using Amazon cheap machines. They're going to be using fucking multi-million dollar fucking surgical robots. Yeah. Yeah. Measuring skin trauma in nanoseconds. Yeah. Check exactly. this out. All right, let's see it. <laughs> That's cool, right? Wait. Well, I didn't see it. I missed it. Oh, I'll try it again. Sorry. Okay. I don't know what happened there, actually. There we go. Uh, mm -hmm. You like to watch. Pretty cool. Yeah, it yeah. is cool. Oh, I had the. Um, and so the goal is to get the hole to be the vacuum. That yeah, of course. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. More That's fun cool. stuff here. PCB assembly in house. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, this PCB. is beyond the zeros and ones. This is like the fucking, you know, circuitry boards and the, which ways the fucking electricity goes. And you know, it was cool. pretty cool to also hear him talk about like uh, fixing stuff and not throwing it out, you know, yeah. servicing. So that's great. Very innovative. Yeah. Sounded like you had a, a course of life uh, for the product uh, plan mm -hmm. too, maybe about recycling, bringing it back. Yep. What yeah, was that great. Instagram page? The Mad Scientist what? Um, the Mad Scientist 684. And that would be Aaron Williams. Okay. I have a lot of, a lot of notes for this morning. All right. The Matt, Aaron Williams. Who else did you catch up with on our, on our way out in, uh, in Richmond? The, I saw that Lalo was there. Do you know Lalo? I saw that. Or Andy, um, Andy, right? you saw Andy was there. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Um, who did I meet that I didn't know before? Oh, I met and podcasted with um, Javi. You guys know Javi? Uh, he uh, does the Board to Death Club on NFTs, but he is a man. He's oh, a next level tattooer. Um, oh, hell no. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can pull him up real quick. I know it's almost time. Uh, you guys will know One Piece. As soon as I saw One Piece, it was like... Um, uh, I remembered it for for being like one of those tattoos that went viral. It's a uh-huh. it's a realistic tattoo of animal from the Muppets, it, but it's like it's animal, but it looks it's like painterly and super believable. Oh, nice. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can. Uh, I mean, I have a, a sad but funny story of a friend of mine who passed. Uh, he he was this was way back before this is this this would have been a it could have been a, a game changer for Kelly Doty like before she was you know she was probably a year or two into tattooing and she was going to do a. Over Christmas, we did best tattoo idea. My buddy wanted an uh, animal, uh, a Christmas guy or something. I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, my buddy Bob Bobby comes out to, to get start the tattoo, and uh, I was like, okay, well, I'm just gonna go and I don't know. I was gonna, I think I was going to my buddy Simon's house. So I was like, okay, well, you get your tattoo. I'm gonna go have fun, and uh, it's like a Saturday or Sunday or something. So then I like I get to my friend's house. And that the shop calls up like, hey, you got to, uh, you know, come pick up Bao Bao. He's, uh, you know, not going to be able to finish the tattoo. I'm like, finish the tattoo? Did you even start the fucking tattoo? Like, I just got here. And, and wait a minute. No, like, the guy, like, tell him to put on, you know, his pants and fucking get back in the chair and, and do the tattoo, get the tattoo. And yeah. he, he could have. And I think that, like, maybe 10 or 15 minutes later, I had to, like, drive back to the shop to go pick up my friend. I must have. <laughs> I don't know. Or maybe someone, I don't know. One way or another, he didn't finish the tattoo. He started off, he had, like... Like the outline of uh, Holly, because it was like a Christmas tattoo. Oh yeah. And then as soon as he start, she started to uh, put in a berry, the red, he passed out. Oh yeah, look <laughs> at that. She, you remember yeah. this tattoo? It, it was so famous yeah. for so long. Yeah. Uh, Tattooed Theory, that's his shop. He's in Miami. Super cool guy. He, he's an. Uh, I mean, he does like. Uh, bam, you know, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Look at that. this little Pikachu. So good. That's cool. Oh my god. Yeah, that yeah. is. That's a Pikachu. Yeah, I think so, isn't it? Yeah. Look, at the, look at the like knitting in the hat, like the texture in the hat and stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, but just as cool of a guy as you could imagine. Uh, I met him through uh, Jesse first, first was like, you need to talk to Hobbies, a guy you definitely need to podcast with. And then uh, he was set up next to Frank Lenatra and I was talking to Frank and met him. And he was such a such a cool guy that I look at this, man. Freaking man. crazy. Good. Uh, but he does. He's big in the Holy NFT shit. space. He's actually the one that got um, Jesse and Frank and all those guys into the NFT space. His NFT mm. collection is called Board to Death, Board to Death Club. And uh, it's huge. I've got on their Discord server and they're freaking killing it. Uh, uh, but one thing that's cool is they had all, they have this community and so mm. many people in Richmond. There was one guy in Richmond that I met that was part of all three of their projects, Jesse, Frank Lenatra, and Javi. And he came in from Australia and he was oh, wow. getting his free tattoo from Javi because he happened to get an NFT that like mm-hmm. get, got him a free tattoo. So it's like, I guess, you know, you, you mentor NFTs and then one of them might be this legendary rare thing. And it comes with the ability to get that tattoo, that specific character tattooed by Javi. So he flew in from Australia with his wife and like got that tattoo and hung out with all these, you know, all of his NFT people all weekend. It was pretty cool. It was like, I don't know, man. I, I got a lot of uh, pushback on the NFT stuff this week at, at, at the show. You know, some people just don't get it at all, but, but from the community standpoint and like, push, the, what, do you, what do you mean? How do you get, how, how it's just you get a, a lack back? of, a lack of understanding of it. Everybody I would say there's pros and cons on that. The pushback I see is more environmental. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Yeah. And they're constantly trying to find, you know, ways to, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to fix that, but uh, offset. Yeah. Yeah. It's offset, but, but uh, yeah. So uh, Javi was, Javi was super cool. Uh, he was one new guy that I met um, there. A few new folks, but who, who did you say? I don't think I met whoever you just asked me about. Uh, oh, Lalo. No, I did not meet Lalo. Oh, yeah. He's a Lalo. man. Yeah. Really cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. So. There's a lot oh, of traveling. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so what's on the agenda for next week, guys? Anything cool happening um, this week? Uh, Just working. I'm starting yeah. a cool new sleeve tomorrow of a uh, of a um, a crane and a tortoise. Like kind okay. of Japanese, kind of my style of Japanese style, but uh, uh, that'll be fun. Working on that and then preparing for my uh, getting my brain ready for Toronto so I can come back as a business well, mastermind oh we do i actually have those tickets ready to go actually speaking of the uh, the, the business class i've got the what is it oh. like two 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 days and uh of the yeah. inspiring tours we have to start so if anybody is still that. yeah we do absolutely but let me um can we can we pitch I it for a minute it, over or is it do we need to save it for next week or what no we could pitch it i think or if you go to inspiring tours we can pitch it i mean no one's gonna buy it probably right off of this but you know uh for the replay yeah this is uh we have one ticket left for for sean and nick mm-hmm. and then oh i did not publish the uh, page oh, yet so all right no it's inspiring dot tours get on the mailing list next week well yeah we'll start pushing for real though because uh i think it was like 1250 you know 1250 for two days of business talk so oh that sounds interesting business yeah. and mindset i well, called right. it a, an inspiring business all right mm. Perfect. Well, awesome. um, you guys, it's great to see you again. I'm sure yeah. uh, next week. Um, we'll see you soon. Awesome. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.